0: everyone this morning are y'all awake are you still full of full of turkey this morning yeah did you have a good Thanksgiving I did I had a really good Thanksgiving if you didn't have a good Thanksgiving then my first point this morning is for you um, you'll be able to relate um, you know we celebrated with my side of the family the Saturday before Thanksgiving and it was really sweet time of course we were all missing mom you know but um, we had such a good time together just loving each other being together we were so grateful to have one another and then we celebrated with Trace family Thursday so we've been eating all week some wonderful turkey Thanksgiving food um, I was invited to do the turkey trot Thursday morning in downtown Austin and so Tristan and I and Delilah We um, braved the possible rain and cold, and thank God, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, I have to tell you that when I agreed to sign up for that, I thought it was a 5K, and I quickly learned it was actually five miles, and I was like, oh, God. (laughs) You know, because Tristan and I, we've been running um, off and on, and we've been doing two miles pretty easily, so I thought three miles, oh, yeah, we can do three miles, but then when I found out it was going to be five, I was like, Jesus Help us, and then it was supposed to rain, it was supposed to be like 50 to 70 percent chance of rain. And I was like, I'm gonna die. I hate the cold, and I really hate the cold and rain together. So I was praying, you guys. I was praying, I was like, God, please, you know, this is Texas weather, it says it's gonna rain, and then it doesn't. Can it be the same way this time? And it was so, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. I have to say that I'm hooked, um, not as hooked as Tristan, because a couple days ago he came to me and said mom when's the next one and i was like um can i recuperate from this one first <laughs> and so any of you that are interested please see tristan cuz he's he's going to need he's going to need this to come up a little faster than i'm ready for um, but so much fun we just had so much fun with it and had such a great time we finished in an hour and 11 minutes which i thought was super incredible for our first 5 miles so we're pretty proud it was fun um shout out to paul and greg who cooked i think three turkeys and then put turkey rolls together and handed them out to the homeless so incredible y'all that's awesome Um, i love that the homeless are my heart and in fact um running in this turkey trot was to support the homeless so it was just something really near and dear to my heart and um I just thought it was so incredible when I saw what Greg and Paul were doing on Thanksgiving Day. Um, How awesome to allow God to use you like that. I think it's just beautiful. You know, I just love participating in anything involving the homeless. So I was a little bit jealous. I was like, I want to be there doing that. Um, There's this book, you know, um, I was talking to someone recently that was like, I'm not really that comfortable with the homeless. Like, they kind of freak me out. Like, I don't really feel... That comfortable with them and i was thinking about this book by ron hall it's called same kind of different as me if you have never read that book or watch that movie it's incredible it's pretty eye-opening when it comes to homeless and the things that they've struggled with and so i just invite you guys to um either read that book or watch that movie it's awesome pastor trey is not here this morning as you can see he um after Thanksgiving, he either got food poisoning or a stomach bug. I'm not sure yet which one, but shortly after Thanksgiving Day, he was not feeling well. And so yesterday, around two o'clock, he said, what are you speaking on tomorrow? And I was like, oh. I was like, um, and, you know, if any of you know me, um, it's a miracle that I'm up here in this very short notice because <laughs> I um, have been known to over-prepare more than what is necessary. But, you know, God has really done a work in me on that. So I am excited about what I'm going to share with you guys today. Um, Trey is feeling better. Thank thank the Lord. He's he's feeling better. So we're praying for you, babe. Um we miss you this morning. He had an incredible message last Sunday. If you missed it, yeah, it was so good. I probably one of my favorite messages. So if you missed it, please go online to the website and watch that message. You will not regret it. It was incredible. Loved it. Um, so yeah, today we are going to kick off a new series called Characters of Christmas. And I'm excited about this. Um, I think, you know, when we when we think about the characters of Christmas, we tend to elevate them, right? Mary, Joseph, Elizabeth, uh, just all the different characters involved around Christmas, we tend to elevate them. But when you look through scripture... They were very common, ordinary people that God used and just not much different than you or I. And and so we're gonna talk about the characters of Christmas in this series. We're going to start with Elizabeth and Zachariah today. We're gonna to talk about that story. Um, when I think of Elizabeth, I can't help but think she was just such an incredible person. Like I have many times thought, man, I wanna be so much like her. You know, I think about how she carried John the Baptist don't want to be pregnant at a very old age. Let me just clarify that that is not my goal in life or my desire. Never has been. Um, but she carried John the Baptist in you know really in her old age and um, but that's not the thing that really stood out to me. The thing that really stood out to me was just her character as a person. She was just such a faithful woman of God. And you know when she met Mary, the mother of Jesus there was no jealousy there that Mary was carrying Jesus she was carrying John the Baptist it was just nothing but celebration and I just I don't know I just think as a woman she's just such an amazing person and so we're going to talk about Elizabeth and Zachariah today and John the Baptist you know Jesus says in Matthew eleven, eleven, verily I say unto you among them that are born of women there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So she carried John the Baptist. But even though there is none that has been greater than John the Baptist, they're saying even the very least in the kingdom of God is still greater than John the Baptist. Can we wrap our minds around that? Like, really wrap our minds around that, right? I think sometimes about Jesus returning, and I think, all the time the homeless are going to know when he's coming before anybody else i just in my mind that's just what i think i think they're just going to have this deeper insight and knowing about jesus before any of us it's just kind of it's not scriptural right i'm not, it's not in the bible that that's going to happen but i just think of the very least of these the people that just don't have a whole lot the people that we sometimes think are insignificant but God thinks are very significant, very significant. And I think, you know, those are the ones that are really going to, they're going to know things before others do. And I just think it's important to just kind of wrap our minds around that um, in this series. So I want to open up with prayer, if y'all would pray with me. Father, we just thank you, God, for this time that we have together. Lord, your word is quick and powerful it's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart lord transform us today by the power of your word father let us not just be hearers of the word today but actually be doers speak your word through me today god i just ask you holy spirit to come We just give you full permission to have your way in this service today. Fill us, Lord. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to read the um, text today. It's a little bit long, so bear with me. It's going to be Luke 1, 5 through 25. And I'm just going to jump right in. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah, His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all of the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord, their God, and he will go on before the Lord in spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. I tell you, when I was reading this to Pastor Trey, because I was just showing him what my text was, he, um, he started giggling at this point, And I was like, what is so funny about that? Um, that he was made dumb. He couldn't talk. And he said, I just think it's hilarious. And I I, I couldn't help but think I'm so grateful that God hasn't done that to me yet. (laughs) I mean, I, I seriously think I probably have deserved it a time or two. But I am just so grateful that that has not happened to me. And so verse 21. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zachariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When this time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. So my first point this morning, I said, you know, if you did not have a good Thanksgiving, because we all know how that can go sometimes, right? With family. Yeah, family tend to know our true colors more than anybody else. Right. And um, so my first point this morning is that God uses repentant people. So if if you need to repent this morning after having Thanksgiving, I understand. I've been there, done that, had to do that many times before. But um, I love this picture that we have of Zechariah because Here, you know, he struggles with unbelief, right? The Word of God says that he and Elizabeth were very righteous, upright, blameless people, but yet Zechariah wasn't perfect, right? None of us are perfect, right? Zechariah struggled with unbelief. And in struggling with unbelief, he was struck dumb where he was not able to speak. I don't know about you, but if I was doing my priestly duties and all of a sudden I wasn't able to speak... I don't know, Zachariah, interestingly enough, continued in his priestly duties. How many of us would have been like, see ya, I'm out of here. You know, obviously, I'm not going to be able to perform my duties right now. I'm not going to be able to be at my best. I think I'm just going to go home. But no, in the scripture, we see that Zechariah remained faithful to God. He didn't get offended. He didn't become bitter. He didn't try to justify his actions. He did quite the opposite. He stayed and performed his priestly duties. And I think that's really remarkable for Zechariah. And so I think we can learn some things from Zechariah in this message. God uses repentant people. You know, um, let's look at Elizabeth. Elizabeth was blameless before God, and she had one desire. And that desire was to have a child, but she was not able to conceive. And the scripture doesn't say that a child was kept from her because of sin in her life or because she had something hidden or, you know, that God didn't love her, right? You know, we tend to automatically kind of jump to those conclusions in our own life sometimes and in other people's lives when we see things not going so well for them. We tend to think, hmm, what's going on there? You know, it's, we shouldn't. We shouldn't think that, but the community around her was thinking that the community around her. Um, it says in verse 25 that she felt great reproach among the people. You know, reproach in the dictionary means to accuse of and blame for a fault so as to make feel ashamed, rebuke, reprove. She felt great shame and disgrace from the community around her. Yet she remained faithful to God. She remained faithful. Oh, I just am so impressed with Elizabeth and Zechariah. You know, like I said, Zechariah wasn't perfect, you know, and, and I start thinking about us, right? You know, many of us have gotten really comfortable in our ticket to salvation being punched that we failed to pursue the more of what God has for us. You know, I, I asked the Lord into my heart. He saved me. I'm good. I'm going to heaven, but there's so much more that the Lord has for us. And so, you know, um, there's good works that God is already predestined for us to do. You know, I was talking about Greg and Paul this morning and their day of, of giving to the homeless. You know, that was a day already purposed for them by God. God had already purposed for that to happen on that specific day. Paul And Greg just partnered with what the Holy Spirit wanted to do and there's so many times that we don't we don't partner with what God's purpose is for us on a day-to-day basis and I don't know about you but I want to not miss those opportunities I want to take advantage of them I want to hear when the Holy Spirit is leading me or guiding me to do something that he has already purposed for me to do I don't want to miss out on those and and guess what we don't get to age out of his purposes for us we don't age out Um, my second point this morning is that God uses both young and old Psalms 92 12 through 14 says this the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon they are planted in the house of the Lord they flourish in the courts of our God they still bear fruit in old age they are ever full of sap and green. Elizabeth and Zachariah were very old. They had been faithful to God. They were very old. The ability to obey God does not, is not dependent on age. You know, my mom was a living example of this. Um, so much so that there were times that we thought, I don't know that you should be going across the world to Moldova to do missionary work at your age by yourself. Like, I mean, we really had those thoughts, me and my siblings. Um, there were times that she was witnessing to people on the street and were thinking, don't know how um, safe that is. Um, one of my last memories of my mom, I was driving with her to this um, church meeting in South Austin, um, something we used to do when I was really young. She used to take me to these little revivals, and so I was like, I'm going to take you to a revival. And so I took her, and we were passing this homeless camp, and she was like, Carrie, Carrie, go with me will you go with me over there to talk to them sometime soon and i looked at her and i mean this was a whole homeless camp and i was like well mom i don't i you know i don't know um and she was like well yeah probably we should take some guys with us huh and i'm like you think yeah that might be a good idea and um and so but she was just all about spreading the word of god and it she she never let age be a factor She didn't think about her age, and she didn't think about your age if she was witnessing to you. You could be 10, and she was going to tell you about Jesus. You could be older than her, and she was going to tell you about Jesus. She never, ever had the thought of, oh, I'm just an old person. They don't want to hear from me. Um, That's just never, never been true. In fact, I would always be amazed. She would be talking to some young person in the store that she didn't know, and I would think they were going to dismiss her. Oh, no, they were all ears. They wanted to hear what she had to say. And why? Because the Holy Spirit was leading them to her and leading her to them. And so um, don't ever discount your age as a factor in not being effective for the kingdom of God. He wants to use you young and old. You know, um, my sister Heidi has been praying for a Grandma Hawker in her life. My Grandma Hawker um, was not a biological grandma. She was an adoptive spiritual grandma, someone that um, was just such an influence in my life growing up, my whole family. She just adopted my mom as her own, and therefore all of us five kids. And, you know, there were some things that she did in her life that I and others might think were foolish when it came to helping my mom and us five kids out. Um, some people would probably go, hmm I don't know how much wisdom there was in that. Um, For example, she co-signed a car for my mom. Yep. She um, loaned my mom money on many occasions. Um, She always did it with interest, which was pretty smart. Um, She took care of my little sister, Heidi. She was the youngest out of the five when my mom had to work. There were so many things that my mom needed help with um, throughout the years that she just really became a spiritual mom to my mom in and you know I'm not saying that you should co-pay something for anyone or that you should have a baby in your very old age but what I am saying is that when God tells you to do something it many times looks foolish to other people and we have to get over that we have to get over what other people think when God is telling you to do something you do it and don't think twice about it, because the Holy Spirit, if he's telling you to do it, he has your back. So I you know, recently had a family member actually ask me to co-sign for them, and I said, uh, no, no, I don't even co-sign for my own kids. Um, that's not something that I do, and it's because God did not tell me to do that. And so we have to use wisdom, and we have to really be spirit-led. I also don't pick up young people on the road and take them to school, usually. But I will say that um, recently God highlighted a young girl to me in my neighborhood, and He said, "Ask her if you can give her a ride to school." And of course, right away, what's going through my mind is she's gonna think you're a creeper, stranger danger. I mean, all this stuff you know, starts going through my mind and I'm like, oh, she doesn't know me. And so I did. I obeyed. And you know, on the third time that I was taking her to school, which it was just like a five minute trip from our neighborhood, to school, and it was on my way to school that I was dropping her off, she asked me a very important question. And, and it started out with, you're a pastor, right? And <laughs> I was like, yep. And, you know, we hadn't had that conversation or anything, and um, and so she asked me this really important question, and you know what, guys? I got to share the love of Jesus with her. I got to share the love of Jesus with her that I would have missed out on had I been afraid of how I was going to be perceived. We have to get over. We have to get over that so that God can use us. He wants to use us both young and old. I'm super, super proud. i been talking about the old, but I'm super proud of the young people in this church. Super proud of them because we have had many over the years whose parents don't attend, but they do. Their parents don't attend, but they come regularly. They come faithfully. They love the Lord. That's incredible. That is so incredible. And that's why it's so important that we have moms and fathers in this house that can be there for them. Moms and fathers of the house that can take them under their wing and love them and mentor them And lead them to to Jesus and just encourage them I love that you know there are there are some that still need they need a mama Gail like my mom they need a mama grandma Hawker in their life and so we have to remember regardless of how old we are God wants to use us and there's something really important that he has for us to do first Timothy 412 says let no one despise you for your youth But set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. You know, there is no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. There's no such thing. Michaela, um, one of my favorite stories about Michaela was when she was about two years old. Um, We would pray for people and she'd put her little hand on people and she'd pray for them. And there was this one occasion that she was praying and... It sounded like gibberish coming out of her mouth. And I remember opening my eyes and looking at her like, what is she doing? And she was just, had a little hand on that person. She was just praying and it was just this gibberish. And then it dawned on me, she's praying in the Holy Spirit. She's praying in tongues. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. That is so amazing. God uses the repentant. He uses the young and old. He uses spirit-filled people. God uses spirit-filled people. Luke 1.15 says, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit while he was in his mother's womb. Several months later, we read the fulfillment of this prophecy, right? Because this was in Luke 1.15. Mary, who is pregnant with Jesus, comes to visit Elizabeth and when she comes to visit and she and Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, John the Baptist leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was instantly filled with the Holy Spirit. There was an actual feeling that took place when John was about six months old. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. I've never caught that before. I thought that was so beautiful. We have some pregnant women here in the church, and I'm just praying that those babies are filled with the Holy Spirit before they're even born. How incredible is that, to be filled with the Holy Spirit before you even take your first breath here on earth. That's so amazing, so awesome. I couldn't help but um, think about our young people. We have many that are filled with the holy spirit and you know as parents you know you know if your kids are filled with the holy spirit or not they're going to be filled with something and i can guarantee you that who they hang out with is a reflection of that you know if they're if they're hanging out with spirit-filled young people it's going to rub off on them just like just like jesus in the womb of mary rubbed off on John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth. The Holy Spirit is powerful, guys. He is powerful. So if your young people are hanging out with other Christian young people, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit's rubbing off on them. If they are hanging out with non-Christian people, I guarantee you there's some other stuff rubbing off on them. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I have to tell you that going to youth being a part of youth, going to camp, those things are not optional. Those things are important. They are mandatory. They are, like your kids need to be around other spirit-filled young people. They they need it. They need it. And they need it to rub off on them. I would rather my, my kids be, be filled with the Holy Spirit than filled with the things of the world. You know, I I say they need to hang around other spirit-filled young people. They also need to hang around <laughs> adults that are spirit-filled. You know, my, my grandma Hawker, she had some ways about her that as a young person just got under my skin. I'm not going to lie. Like, just, we'd be in church, and all of a sudden she'd stand up and start singing a solo by herself, <laughs> and I would just be like so awkward. But you could feel the Holy Spirit just invade and the presence of the Lord just show up in that place. And I think back about those moments and I cherish them today. I thought she was just so full of God and the move of the Holy Spirit in that moment that she couldn't help but belt a song out. You know, we need those kind of people in our lives. We need them to rub off on us. Mom and dad, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? It doesn't matter if you're two or 82, you can. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I thought it was interesting that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit before his father Zechariah was. Zechariah and Elizabeth were godly people, they loved the Lord. But if you read further on in the chapter, after John the Baptist is born, it says Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to prophesy. Wow. His his little baby was filled with the Holy Spirit before he was. It's never too late. It's never too late to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In closing today, While I was studying, I I was thinking and and reading about John the Baptist and and just thinking about him in the womb when Mary showed up with Jesus in her womb. And I was thinking how the Holy Spirit came on John the Baptist. But but let's think, this is a six-month-old, let's think about this. This is a six-month-old baby. He doesn't have a whole lot of reasoning skills going on right now. He doesn't know who Jesus is he's six months old he hasn't even been born yet he doesn't know what Jesus is about to do he doesn't know Jesus is about to die on the cross for him he doesn't know any of those things so what is it that caused him to get so excited and it caused him to leap in the womb when Jesus walked into the room it was the Holy Spirit it was his presence said, so the Holy Spirit is so powerful. He's so powerful. He came into the room in, in Mary's womb. And his very presence, John the Baptist, in his little six-month-old state, knew something was different. Something changed in that room. The atmosphere had shifted. And he realized that there was something greater, something beyond himself. Had just walked into the room how incredible how incredible when we really grasp who the Holy Spirit is we need we need the Holy Spirit in our lives we need to be filled as a people especially now especially now we need to be filled as children we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit So I want to invite you to pursue the Holy Spirit in this Christmas season. Whether you understand it all or not, because I guarantee you John the Baptist didn't. You know, we're so good at thinking we have to fully understand it all. We have to comprehend. We have to wrap our mind around everything. No, we don't. It's just faith. We just in faith say, I want this. I want this in my life. I need this in my life. I don't understand it all, God. You know, I still don't even understand how it all works. I'm still trying to be obedient, listen to the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. It's not an understanding that we're filled, it's in faith. It's in just opening up our hearts, opening up our hands and saying, Holy Spirit, come. I want to be filled. I want to be led by you on the daily. I want you to guide my life. And so I want to invite you this morning If you will stand with me, the team is going to come. Surrender to the Holy Spirit's pursuit of you. Surrender to the Holy Spirit's pursuit of you. You will not regret it. You will be so glad that you did. There's such a power that comes when we're filled. Such a power. Such an incredible power that comes. So we're going to sing this song, and I just want you to just open your arms if you're ready to receive from Holy Spirit today. Some of us haven't felt his presence in a long time, and it's time. It's time. I just ask you to raise your hands and say, here I am. Holy Spirit, fill me this morning as we worship together. Thank you, Lord.